Hi and welcome along to this week's edition of The Rodcast with me, Paul Johnson. I hope you're good, I hope you're well, and thanks for joining us. On this week's edition of The Rodcast, I've got to confess, I've been at my local beach three times and I've blanked. I don't know what's going on this week, whether there's no fish about, what am I doing wrong, I don't know. But Nate's in <laughs> to come and help us out to talk about carp fishing off of the surface. That's catching carp on floating baits in our river and lakes around the UK. It's this time of the year when they get a little bit braver and start coming up for mayflies, bread, biscuits, anything they can get their little mouths round. And Nate's going to tell us how to catch those carp on the surface. Also coming up on the Rodcast this week, I'm going to be talking to you about a rod of mine which I've had a couple of years now and I'm loving it. It's the tackle-on test of time for the Vulcan VLX Beachcaster. That's a high-performance performance s120 multiplier rod from die iowa and i'll be telling you how that's been looking after me and i've been looking after it in our tackle on test feature so welcome along one and all to the rodcast i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. So, welcome along to the Tackle on Test feature on this week's edition of the Rodcast. Now, having been up the beach this week and uh, sadly blanked, um, again, I don't know what's going on with their beach at the moment up here in Kent. I'm going to switch venues and I'm going to go off to Hythe Beach, I think, and try my luck there. But certainly, uh, I've been up there a couple of times with my mate, follow myself and come back with not even a bite. So, I don't know what's going on but anyway this week i'm going to be telling you about a rod i've had for about a year and it is the vulcan diaiwa vulcan vlx high performance s120 multiplier rod now by all accounts diaiwa make hundreds of different rods and i don't think that's much of an exaggeration they change their models very regularly they're always forward thinking and developing their rods uh, very very regularly but occasionally you do get a little gem um, a bit like the leader riptide that i'm still using that really is a good rod a really good blank as we call it and that can stand the test of time no matter what comes out after it that rod still fishes really really well and i'm pleased to say that when i invested in this diaiwa vulcan beachcaster i actually 
didn't expect too much because to be honest with you i only paid 15 pound for it but 15 pound for a beach caster which was diaiwa couldn't be bad and i was very pleased when i got the rod because i quite like the feel of it the weight of it how it looked the quality of it the color schemes on the bottom looks very pretty with the red and the uh blue uh, binding that just comes up from the handle there at the bottom the real seat on this is a hps real seat which screws up really smoothly as you would expect from diaiwa but this rod was initially brought out a few years back as a kind of budget end a budget end of the diaiwa range when you consider the diaiwa rods that are special high performance rods casting rods distance casting rods this rod was really done as a upper to mid kind of level of a beach caster at a really good competitive price i can't remember how much there was when it first came out but for a second hand buy um i bought the rod when the guy had had it a couple of three years and he was moving up to some longer rods so i wanted to have a look at this and as he was selling it i actually brought this rod for my multiplier i couple this rod with a with an abu mag elite sunrise version that's the mag elite ct which i couple this with i've also got a mag elite green racing green original little mag elite and i wanted a rod to go with those reels because i wanted a rod that could do justice to the multiplier reels and um pleased to say it did do that I now use this all the time with my multiplier from Abu, the Abu CT Sunrise version, and it's a really cracking combination. What I do like about the rod is it's a two-piece rod. It's very well bound. It's very well weighted. And I've got to say that the handles are placed perfectly for me. A lot of rods these days rely on coasters, which you can adjust your reel to wherever you want it on the butt end, which is okay. But these rods, the older type rods, tend to come with fixed foam handles one above the real seat one below the real seat and then about two foot down another foam handle right at the bottom of the butt end which i quite like because i'm not really one for sliding reels up and down and changing it around i have had rods like that in the past but i can never really decide where i want to put the reel so at least with this rod it, we know it's for a multiplier it's put there for a reason that's where the blank works best and that's where the real seat is and that's where the multiplier goes so if it ain't broke don't fix it right what i like about the vulcan the vlx vulcan high performance is graphite it's a good lightweight rod and it can cast up to four to eight ounces and it's a two-piece rod it's 187 centimeters which if anyone else knows in the old school it's 12 foot so it's a classic old 12 foot beach caster but the rings are really nice they're green ceramic rings um they look ceramic could be plastic but they're very well done anyway so you've got the black and green rings um the hps real seat as i say and the actual feel of the rod is quite a soft rod now i'm not really one for being in the middle with my beach casters i either like a soft rod which i've actually got a very old sundridge 12 foot beach caster of a similar ilk which is quite bouncy and quite soft but really is very forgiving um for casting outlets to four to five ounces and in fact my partner when she comes fishing with us loves that old rod because it's so light to hold and it couples her and she can cast really well with that 
with the Vulcan, it's a little bit stiffer down the bottom end, but it does have quite a soft top section. Great rod bending, great bite detection on this. Not that I've had a lot of bites lately, <laughs> but actually when I have had bites, it really does pick up the bites very, very well. Um, I took this recently up the beach again to go bassing, and I loaded this with a five ounce weight, a 50 pound tapered shock leader, one of my Shimano shock leaders, and a simple running trace with a five ounce weight on it, and it felt good as it always did, I felt that I could really push my Abumag Elite. Even without the brakes on, I think I felt quite confident in really loading this rod up. And that's what I found about this Vulcan over the time I've had it, is it, you don't need to be afraid of this. It's not going to do anything nasty to you when it casts. You can either do a soft overhead thump to get out to the bass being close in, or if you really want to load this rod up, what I found it very good for is doing an off the ground cast. If you've got some small shingle, lay a bit of slack out, bring the rod up and over, and it really does fly out. It also tightens up nicely into a nice arc when it's in your rod rest. So you've got that Daiwa quality about this Vulcan rod, even though it was one of their budget end rods. It's still made from great materials and it's still made very very well and all the rings are very good and all the feel and the actual construction of the graphite rod is very very good and the great thing about these Vulcans is they do last and go on forever if you look after them the only problem I've had with this Vulcan is that the top ring ceramic popped out uh, just last time I went actually I didn't notice it until I got up the beach might have come out in my car because to be honest I'm not the greatest person at looking after rods I tend to throw them in the back of a car um, I have got a case for this one funnily enough but the the top eye I suppose over the years um, it's worn loose and it did pop out also when I was on the beach with it last time uh, I had to pack up early because my top eye completely came off but that's to be expected in a rod it's probably been off before it's probably been repaired before um, and therefore wasn't whipped on quite so good as it should have been but I've got an answer for that because I know a chap just down the road who's going to re-ring that for me and whip it properly and I know for a fact that this rod will be with me for a long long time. It's also a great rod to use off of the pier because of its weight being only just 12 foot. If you're going down to the pier you're going to fish off a pier with it or off even off some rocks. It's a good rod because you can hold it for a while. I could even do some spinning with this rod if I could get a heavy enough lure, I'm sure. I have caught mackerel on this before. Um, I've been mackereling up the beach with it, with a multiplier, a bit difficult, but I have caught mackerel on it, and it really copes with having four or five fish on without a problem at all. It's quite responsive, so when you have got a fish on the Vulcan, you can feel that fish nodding away as you're reeling in and you know you've got the power even though the rod bends quite a lot more than perhaps say the leader riptide i use you have got the power i quite like the way the rod nods and bends it does help you play in those bigger fish they are around second hand but they do sell very well as well it's one of the test of times i find when i do tackle on test of time is that if there's not many on the second hand market it means that it's a damn good rod and if you wanted to search You'd have to search quite a bit to find a Vulcan these days. But when you do find one, providing they're around the 15 to 25 pound mark, it's a good buy. As I say, I paid 15 for it. Very, very pleased with it for 15 pound. It's a rod I use every time I go fish and it really does serve me well. As I say, the colors are great. The rod itself, the blanks are great. The whipping on all the rings is very good. And it looks like a classy rod. You know, it's not a rod that you would be ashamed of if it's in your rod rest, even for the 
more advanced anglers coming down with all their posh gear, it does stand up as being a Diawa and it does stand up as being known as a good rod. So for the second hand market, if you're looking to get started in fishing and you want to multiply a rod, the Vulcan is probably a good one to look out for. As I say, they are around second hand, just have to shop around a bit. But the Vulcan VLX high performance S120 multiplier, it does cast four to eight ounces, 12 foot, really, really good rod. And I'm sure this is going to serve me well for even more time. So if you're looking for a rod of that ilk, you've got a little bit of money to spend, the Vulcan could be your man. That's the Daiwa Vulcan. And that's your tackle-on test of time for this week on The Rodcast. If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create Podcasts? If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen. Listen, bitch. Oh, Listen, make, make, make an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. Big, uh, uh, I, will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both. <laughs> for the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for music in my life. <laughs> yeah, yes. let's go. <laughs> I'm so glad no one can see me right now because I'm doing. I was doing some weird dance moves. <laughs> Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You, the Wellbeing Podcast. I just became a lot more productive and happier. Mm. And for me, like, that's just worth it. The Weekly Roast, Music in My Life, and How Are You? Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, we're back with our specimen hunter, Nate, and uh, pleased to have him here again this week on the Rodcast, and we're getting serious now. We're getting serious for big carp, and we're getting serious for floater fishing for carp, mate. Yeah, that's right. I thought you said, I thought you meant float fishing. No, no, so floater fishing, when you're fishing for the carp on the surface with floating baits, you're fishing with dog biscuits or bits of bread, and they come up and suck it off the surface. Oh, uh, I do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, not off the surface when I'm in a lake, but 
up my little lake. I love floating. I, what I use, all sorts of floating boats, really. Bread is one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I also use, I'm not going to tell them. I'm not going to say. It's a secret bait I use. Okay. I can't disclose I it. I know what it is, don't I? Yeah, yeah I've told you, I? I've <laughs> told you. But people don't believe me when I talk about this bait. Yeah, um, you can use all sorts of things, really, but, but the, the two mainstays are bread and um, dog biscuits. You, you're playing old box of like pedigree chum mixers. They're just all the same shape and size. They float. They're just great. They take on the water. They can take on like flavors if you want to flavor them. Um, you can do various little tricks with them by like putting them in a little jiffy bag with like a little bit of flavoring. You can make them soft so you can hook them straight onto the hook and things like that. Uh, there's all sorts of things you can do with them. I quite like making a sort of fake mixer out of like a pop-up boilie and hair rigging that yeah uh, for for the one on my hook because that stays there then and then i just would be feeding the, the dog biscuits myself mm-hmm. um or the other option is is just plain old bread you know crusty yeah. crusty bread french stick anything really Lovely, that it, it yeah. all floats yeah absolutely i noticed we you know before i even started fishing that uh lake up the road we used to throw bread in and the carp just come up for it they love that don't they yeah but only certain times of year don't they i mean we're talking yeah. now sort of summertime yeah is that you, the best time you, to do your lifts i do know of a, a fella that's you know set himself a challenge of catching a, a carp off the surface like in every month of the year yeah. but generally speaking you're talking when it's hot floater yeah. fishing when it's hot when the sun's high in the sky you know your long evenings it's something i like to do in the middle of summer a lot of your other fish species are sort of you know quite lethargic at that time of year the serious sort of specimen hunting side of things is a little bit in a bit of a lull at that time of year and mm. um, so it's the sort of thing you can do for a few hours after work in the summer you know i'm I'm lucky enough i can finish work you know at four three three o'clock sometimes in the summer and you know you've still got another sort of six or seven hours of daylight haven't you to yeah, to play with yeah. um, and it's yeah. great fun you know you when you see a carp take your bait oh it's brilliant it's you a know? good thing isn't it yeah yeah because quite often you know we we think of carp and carp fishermen bringing them up out of the depths of the water on ledgering and boilers you yeah you know you don't i mean you drive past any lake in the uk fishing lake and they're all three four rods out it, up. it's hilarious sometimes you know and i, I hate to to sound big-headed but you will frequently if you get into like you know stalking carp on bits of bread crust and stuff you'll frequently walk past people who are you know asleep in their bivy with three yeah. rods out and or you ask someone to go oh no it's rubbish today i haven't caught anything you know or i've been here for three days and i haven't caught anything and then you'll just go with your hook and you know, straight through to a hook, and a bit of bread on the line, and you know, bish bash bosh, you've, you've caught one. Them. You know, yeah. so I get annoyed. But have, have you ever been like punched that way? I've never been punched. <laughs> no, I've never been punched while I'm fishing. But you do get some dodgy looks. You know, when but, I mean, yeah. but fishing's all about adapting. You know, and if you can't adapt, if the fish are obviously cruising around in the surface layers, you've got to go for them, haven't you? Yeah. Surely you've yeah. got to fish for them like that. You know, but yeah, I, I mean, I've I've had a bit of that myself. I've got to say, I I've the little lake I fish on, I've had some experienced carp anglers come up there with their gear, and they're just hell bent on ledger. You know, and like you say, they put their rods out, and they they put their bait detectors on, and they're just ledger with boilies in the middle of the summer. She's okay. It's you know, fine. You know, if that's the best way to catch them, then it's yeah. fine. You know, if you're fishing a a, a fifty acre gravel pit with, you know, one hundred known carp in it, probably not gonna one that's gonna take a lump of bread crust off the surface straight right. away. You know, you might, but in a situation where the fish are largely like up in the surface layers, surely yeah. you've just got to go for it and, and yeah. fish for them for the way. 
I'll tell you what I find with, with the, the little bit I do do about carp fishing on my little bit, lake, is that um, it's really good time, like you say, in the summer, nice warm days, calm days, not much wind. Yeah. And there's an argument. People say, oh, no, you want ripples on the surface. It's not natural when it's all calm. But to me, I sit there and I can fish all day and not get that much, maybe a one or two carp from the depth a little bit. But And then the summer... When the sun just sort of goes over a little bit and starts to set, when yep. the mayflies start coming down. Definitely that later period yeah. in the evening. You know, you can catch oh. them at any time of the day. Yeah. But definitely the, the as that sun just starts to lose its venom and starts dropping in the sky, that's yeah. when you start getting, they, they'll start going crazy at that time. And it's a weird thing. When the wind drops back a bit and the lake goes flat and then you see these little mozzies coming down, they start touching the water. As we said about it over the last few weeks, you start to spot things, and and you can see this is when I tend to just go straight. I do use a float though. I I use a a carp controller. Yeah. And then just let my bait float on the top with that. Yeah. It's probably because I like to have a bit of indication. You're probably more well, you are. Well, I really but. enjoy freelining. Yeah. Um, I I tend to only use a controller if I wanted a bit of extra casting weight. Like if you need yeah. to get it further out. Yeah. Then you'd use a controller. Which is why I use it, yeah. Um, Get it mid lake. Yeah. It's only a small lake, but um it gives me that weight and self cocking one. Yeah. So I've got to worry about shot or anything. And I and I, I fish my secret bait, which you know about. Yeah. Um oh people know about it, don't they? Yeah. Everybody knows about it. It's bakers, meaty balls. I mean I should get some uh, if bakers are listening, they should send us some money. Uh but bakers meaty balls. Yeah, this is where we have to say other dog treats are available, I think. Um, check your local supermarkets and uh, all that jazz. But the great thing about these baits, they're beef, for one. I say baits, they're dog food. <laughs> when, my, when my other half gets the dog food, oh, thanks for getting some carp bait in. Um, there's two sizes. So you can get the bigger baker, which are really big cubes, about the size of a dice, probably a bit bigger. And then the smaller ones for the smaller dogs which we tend to have and perfect size to put your hook into um and i tend to just break the corner off to let the oils release a little bit and then just float that bait out and they love them they don't break down quite so easy yeah what we do find with these the, the, the meaty ball type things is you've only really got about 20 minutes before yeah. it goes yeah i got you. yeah and it goes yeah. a bit soggy doesn't it i think also, it depends on the situation doesn't it if there's if there's yeah. you know 100 carp in front of you then you can get away with things like that yeah uh, uh, that's right Don't you'll find it. also that, that as it's taking on water your your bait will sit lower in the surface yeah. Yeah. and eventually it will sink with the yeah. weight of the hook actually when you get to that stage where it's quite waterlogged and sitting really low you'll find you'll get more takes at that point because the carp are less sort of suspicious yeah, of them that's, that's true i've never really thought about that yeah when that bait's and also it takes less sort of sucking in for the carp off the surface because it's it's yeah. like the opposite of critically balancing your bait yeah and um, yeah. when it's on the bottom like for tench or carp you know people fish like wafters for carp because they they get sucked up easier off the bottom it's the same principle on the surface yeah. the carp are still sucking at it to pull it into their mouth but it comes in easier because it's waterlogged and it's going to sink easier yeah that's a good point. I never really thought about that. Yeah. Because I have had some nice takes when the bait's been, well, virtually on its way out. Yeah. You know, ready to, to redo it and re, rebait it up, you know. And and I suppose, like we mentioned a couple of weeks back now, I think it was, the ground baiting or feeding, just a little bit on the surface, 
just to create some interest. Yeah, see, without, I, I love doing, doing that. And so what I tend to do is I'll have a bucket with me. Yeah. With, um, I use a little bait scoop, a little one-handed bait scoop, and you, with one hand you can scoop up a few biscuits and just flick them out onto the surface. Yep. So you can be holding your rod with one hand and baiting up with your other. So with a catapult, you'd have to put your rod down to then bait yeah. up. Yeah. Um, with these little baiting spoons, you can just like flick a few out. You won't get them far, but all the sort of surface fishing that I love doing is like real close contact yeah, stuff. Yeah, I find that, yeah. Um, and I tend to put sort of some sort of like maybe hemp oil or salmon oil on them just to get a bit of a slip going on the surface. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's good fun. You just feed a little bit. Yeah. And in the situation where I'm trying to build up quite a catch of carp, if I want to catch loads, what I tend to do is I'll, I'll wait until I can see numerous fish feeding in the swim before I cast my bait in myself. Right. Yeah. And then after that point, every time I see one biscuit get taken by a carp, I'll replace it with two oh, yeah. when mm-hmm. I'm feeding. Makes sense. This is yeah. like the theory I go on when, I'm, when you're fishing like highly stocked venues when there's a lot of carp in front yeah. of you. Every one that gets thing, you you replace it with two. And, you know, before long, you've got just all the carp in the world swirling around in front of you and feeding. And, you know, you you start getting greedy sometimes. You, you'll you be, like, pulling your bait out of the mouths of the smaller carp because you're waiting for one of the bigger ones. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's great one. fun. Yeah. And, again, it's a bit, I suppose, do you keep your eye on the... Oh, obviously, we keep our eyes on the water in this instance because that's when you start seeing the swirls, isn't it? And I, I said to you yeah. earlier, before we started, um, quite often you'll see like a little, tiny little dorsal fin. Doesn't quite Some, break the surface. Sometimes it can be really subtle like yeah. that. Other times, you know, they're they're like piranhas. They're going oh, yeah. absolutely yeah. crazy and yeah. just smashing it as it hits the surface and stuff. Yeah. But what I like to do is I'll identify individual fish in the in the shoal that I want to catch and I'll, like tar- I'll target that one. Right, yeah, you know, be it because it's the biggest yeah, one or because it looks particularly pretty or, yeah. you know, maybe it's a ghosty, for instance, or something like that. And you just work out their little routine. They've all got their own personalities and they'll have their own little routine. Sometimes they've got their own route. You know, yeah. that they'll come up down there to that, in that spot, you know, and that particular fish will come up in that spot several times and you'll yeah. know, you know, you can almost expect it to come up there. So it's yeah. it's just good fun, you know. Most yeah. of these day ticket venues... The commercial fisheries are, are full of, you know, double figure and upwards carp. And it's just so much fun. And it's a way of fishing that if you go and do it well, you'll absolutely trounce everyone else on the lake. And and it amazes me how few people are doing it. You know, yeah. you're yeah. still in the middle of summer, you'll still get these people sitting, you know, they'd be asleep on their bed chair. Yeah, because yeah. And they've got their free rods out on alarms. Yeah. You know, and they, and they, the, the funny thing is, they probably think they've had a good day's fishing because they've caught five. Yeah. But then, you know, you could go out and catch 15 in a quarter of the time. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's that once that sun goes down, I mean, I, it's usually on a smaller scale for me. I'm, I'm, uh, I would probably, on a good day, and it's nice and calm and they're, they're active, probably get three or four carp. For yeah. me, that's a miracle. And it's all on that floating bait, yeah. You know? Obviously, it depends on the on the venue and yeah, how how many carp are in front of you, yeah. you know. Mm. But but typically, of these sort of day ticket venues, there's there's lots of them. You know? All feeding on the surface, and and you can a just get them going. Yeah. It's all about getting them confidently feeding, and I I don't have any quibbles about stopping fishing for a while and right. just feeding for a while to get them 
you know, if I feel they've started getting a bit cagey, yeah, you just reel your rod in for a bit. Don't bait any. Don't hook any. Another good tap. Uh, another good tip for that is, um, when you hook a fish, play it really softly. Lower your rod. Let it go deep, and then walk away from your swim as far as you can get, and 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 sort of get the fish out of your swim. All oh, right. So okay. so I'll I'll hook one. Interesting. Yeah. Not make a big like, you know, not. Not okay, make well, a big, like, on, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's um, Just keep quiet. No big yeah. kerfuffle about, like, yeah. you know, trying to land it really quickly. Yeah. Just make sure it's hooked. Keep your line tight, but don't put the pressure on. Let the fish take line out of the swim if, if it wants to. And just, like, feed a bit more with my little bait scoop into the swim while I'm playing it. Grab my landing net, and I'll walk 20 yards down the bank and play it from there. Land it over there. Unhook it over there. Do your photos. By the time you get back to your swim, they're all they're all back in your swim feeding away because you've not spooked them by playing a fish through them. Wow, it's it's, it's little things like that yeah, that you just I I take it for granted because I do it a lot. But yeah. but most people would just oh I've hooked a fish and they're in the moment and they don't think about what might happen in ten minutes. You yeah, know? well that's because you're a great fishing mind. Oh yeah, well you, you know, see, you're, oh, you're a enough, specimen, enough. A specimen hunting. Get away. Uh, uh, guru of uh, of fishing, and that's the you know it's the difference between that and people like me who are just able to catch a carp. You know, it's um, but it's interesting. That's I mean, I love that time of year, and it's a good time of year. I think also, you know, um, for people who are a little bit less experienced, it's quite a good opportunity to, to get into carp fishing. You don't need all the gear. No. You know, again, I'm talking a a, a one to two and a half pound test curve rod, depending on the sort of style of yeah. You know, I don't know what you, where you'll be fishing. It might be weedy, in which case you want a heavier gear. Um, I fish on a local sort of, almost like a match lake. Mm. Um, it's kind of a, like a match lake that's matured, so the fish are a bit bigger. And there's loads of fish in there. It, it, it's snag-free. There, there's lots of open water. And there's lots of fish in there. So I fish quite light on there. I'm fishing like a six-pound line straight through. Yeah. And I'm fishing a, my beloved one one and a quarter pound test curve advanta rods that I use yeah. and you know you, you can play a fish for quite a long time but you can land big fish on that gear yeah but you wouldn't want to use that if you're like you know fishing in thick weed for like 30 pounders yeah. you know you, you need to fish the gear that's going to be able to handle the situation so by no means am I like recommending to fish really light gear for really big carp no but no. fish like as light as you can get away with for mm. for the situation yeah I mean, it's all good fun as well, you know, if you're surface fishing as well. You can see them, you can see your bait be taken. Yeah. Quite an exciting thing. You know, nine um, times out of ten, you just need a hook yeah, on your yeah, line again. Yeah. And, you know, you're freelining a bit like we did with the slugs, but you're using a bit of bread instead of, mm. you know, yeah. slug. Yeah. And that's it, fishing floaters for carp. Um, this time of the year, it's a good thing to do. Uh, and good fun as well. And anything that floats is edible. Bread, dog food. Um, anything that really is nice to bit of cake, bit of pastry. They like a bit of pastry. They the do like a bit of pastry, yeah. Yeah, have a bit of pastry. Take a pork pie. Yeah, you know. Although some of those pork pies are so dense with fat that they sink. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But try anything, anything you can get your hands on: bread crust, bread dough, French bread, whatever. Um, I wonder if my partner's gluten-free bread would work, or would they, would they turn their nose up at it? I wonder. No, maybe if you've got a, a lake full of hipster carp, maybe yeah. you get the old yeah, gluten-free. Maybe she should have her own gluten-free fishing lake. Yes. Uh, cheers, mate. That's great stuff. I'll. Uh, you coming back next week? 
I'm going to come back next yeah, week. We're going to talk week. about catfish next week. Oh man, looking forward to that. Don't uh, don't miss that. Make a date with your mates for that one on the podcast. Catfish, the beasts of the deep. That's what we're looking at next week. Cheers, matey. Thank you. See you later, Paul. See you. Bye. Don't forget, next week it's catfish. Well, that's all we've got time for on today's Rodcast. Thank you for joining us. Nice to have your company. I do hope you've enjoyed the bits and pieces we spoke about. So if you're looking for a second-hand rod, Dioa, Vulcan, might be a good buy. And I do hope you can go out now in these blazing hot days that we have and catch some of those carp off the surface that Nate's told us how to get. So join us again next week when I'm so excited because we're going to be talking catfish with Nate. That's the specimen next week. Those monsters of the dark. The catfish in a specimen feature next week. So do join us then. And don't forget the Rodcast is out every Thursday. That's when it lands in your box. So tell your mates to make a date with the Rodcast. <laughs>